Chapter 4. Sea Devil. Far from the wharf, well, across the bay and almost to the open sea, was a tangle of rocks so treacherous that no captain familiar with these waters would sail his ship there. Over the years, many ships have struck these rocks and sunk. They lay in pieces scattered everywhere. Masts, bows, keels. It was the perfect place to hide a ship. Angel's Graveyard, it was called. And it was so frightened most sailors that or that they would not even look in that direction. But there was a ship in there now, amid the huge rocks, long and low, black as coal, with three masts pointing toward the sky like skeleton fingers. On the foredeck stood two men, one squat and one tall. Can you see her? said the squat man. He wore a striped shirt and a blue wool pants that didn't quite reach his ankles. His blistered bare feet were dark as tar. Not yet, replied the tall man, squinting through a spyglass. He was a strikingly unpleasant figure, with a pockmarked face and a large red nose, like a prized turnip, glued to his face. His long black hair, greasy from years without washing, stained the shoulders of the red uniform coat he'd stolen from a Navy sailor on the high seas, just before escorting that wretched soul over the side of the ship. He had dark, deep-set, piercingly black eyes, overshadowed by eyebrows so bushy that he had to brush them away to see through the glass. But his most prominent feature was the thick growth of hair on his upper lip, long and black, lovingly maintained, measuring nearly a foot between its waxed and pointed tips. It was this feature that gave him his name, the most feared name on the sea, Black Stash. There's a hunk of wormwood in the way, the Neverland. What kind of fool is that for a name? It's a fool name, all right, the squat sailor said. Shut up, said Blackstash. Aye, Captain. Blackstash moved a few steps to his right, then squinted through the glass again. There she is, he said. The wasp, clear as day. Now that there is a worthy, or is a rival worthy of the sea devil. So she thinks she can sting us, does she? Outrun us? He laughed, and so did the squat man, and so did the dozen or so pirates with an earshot, though they didn't know what they were laughing at. The crew of the sea devil understood. If Blackstash laughed, you laughed. If he snarled, you snarled. If he breathed in your direction, you ran for cover. Rat breath, his sailors called him behind his back. It was said that he liked to eat vermin raw, with a touch of sea salt. When Blackstash had heard enough laughter, he raised his arm and the crew quieted immediately. He turned to the squat man, who had been the sea devil's first mate for a year now, the longest anyone had ever gone in that position without being heaved overboard by the captain. "'We've got the ladies ready, don't we?' asked Blackstash. "'Aye, captain, we do at that.' "'Then we'll see who's the faster ship, won't we, Shmi?' "'Aye, we will, sir,' said Shmi. "'If the ladies hold, the ladies.' were Blackstash's secret weapon, a special set of sails he'd had the shipmakers, or ship's sailmakers make, using patterns that Blackstash had obtained from, all, or from, of all places, a lady's corset maker. Though they had not yet been tested at sea, Blackstash was convinced that his invention would revolutionize the pirate industry. He was saving the ladies for just the right moment when he was heading downwind, close on his prey for the kill. They'll hold, he said. He spat on the deck, then turned to the sailors gathered near. 
We'll see who's the fastest ship afloat, amen, he said, and when we do, the wasp won't be floating anymore. The sun or sun-bronzed pirates cheered, and not just because they had to. They knew that there would be treasure on board that on or on board soon, with a share for them. Blackstash saw the greed in their eyes. Treasure, lads, he shouted, the greatest treasure ever taken to sea. The pirates cheered again, louder this time. Or some have said, said Blackstash, and he turned to stare at a cage on the main deck. There was a man inside, a uniformed sailor. He huddled in a corner, shaking at the sound of Blackstash's voice. And if this scurvy dog is wrong, said Blackstash, his eyes boring in on the terrified prisoner, then he'll wish he'd never been born. That I vow. The treasure's on the wasp, I promise, said the prisoner. I heard it with me own ears. It better be, Blackstash said, or I'll wear them ears on a necklace. Ignoring the man's whimpers, Blackstash turned and raised the glass to his eye again. They're hoisting the sail, he said, making to catch the tide. Tell the men to ready to follow. Shmi relayed the order, and the pirates swung smoothly into action. They didn't look pretty, but they were an efficient crew, well-trained by the whip. Blackstash ignored them, his gaze still aimed through the glass. You're mine, wasp, he mumbled on foul breath, a rare smile on his thin lips. You and everything you hold, mine. <laughs>